Here's a weekly jobless claims. Wall Street Journal story. U.S. weekly jobless claims hold below 300,000 for the longest streak on record. Longest streak on record. Because people are getting hired. Pretty cool, huh? Then get this. You know how we cut taxes? Remember that? We cut that big tax cut. Maybe you heard of that. Maybe you did. Um, Story from CNS News. Even though they cut taxes, the feds collected record individual income tax through March. But wait a second. They cut taxes. Yeah, people are getting hired. They're spending money. They're getting paid. That's how that's supposed to work. Three things I think you need to know. Now, um, yesterday at the end of the show, we talked to a, uh, a listener named Sheila. And she studies all kinds of these uh, predictive analytics, right? Looks at data. And this is all related to the Mark Zuckerberg stuff. Now, I'm not trying to get wonky or boring or over your head, but this is really incredible stuff. Uh, I still, to this day, don't understand why people are upset at Zuckerberg when people go to his website, they don't pay for it, and they willingly write down their own information, what they like, what they don't like, their opinions. They put down so much personal information about themselves and then get mad when it's shared. What? If you don't like it, don't use it. So anyway, all kinds of people can use this information. Advertisers trying to sell products to, to micro-target and hyper-target the people that will buy their products, and even politicians. And I always said this was a big dog and pony show with Zuckerberg because nobody's asking the big question, and Scalise, Steve Scalise finally asked it. We played in the last hour. It's on my page at KNST.com. Finally asked it, um, why did you get mad, basically, about uh, Trump using your data when, back in 2012, the Obama campaign used Facebook uh, users' data, and you guys knew it, and an Obama campaign director, Carol Davidson, said, Facebook knew that we were doing this, and when they found out about it, they said, we know you're doing it, but we're going to let it go because we're on the same, we're on the same team, we're on the same side. And Zuckerberg said, no, no, that's not accurate. So, of course, he's like, well, you... You're saying she misspoke? Well, yeah, yeah, it's inaccurate. Yeah, And then you let it go. But apparently they're all using this. And it's, uh, it's, I think it's, it's really interesting. And uh, Sheila is joining us on the phone again today to explain it. She sent her, her information to me, which I thought was interesting. Sheila, good morning. Thanks for getting up early and for uh, joining us again. How you doing? I'm doing good, Garrett. Good, good. Are you sure? You need some coffee? Is everything okay? We call you too early? You all right? No, I've got my coffee here in my it. hand. Good, 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 good. So uh, let, <laughs> let's just go back to this real quick. You you study this predictive analytics, right? Correct, yes. Okay. Data science, machine da- learning. That that kind of stuff. Artificial intelligence in a way, right? To basically algorithms to make it easier so it puts people into groups and that kind of stuff, right? And this, this is like, yes. the, and tell me if I'm wrong here, just so I know it. This is like the, uh, the newer version, the newest version, the modern version of what... Um, People used to do focus groups, right? This is basically a giant focus group. Because to get people to give information, they would pay people to go to a mall or sit in a mall conference room, and they'd ask questions like, "When are you going to buy a mattress? How often do you buy a T-shirt? You know, what do you? Lo- How often do you go to eat?" And they'd put the pe- people put down their their uh, demo- their their age, their race, their ethnicity, all this stuff, because they wanted to get an idea for advertisers about who's interested in their products. This is like a newer way to do it, right? Um. It can be used for that. It's kind of like actuarial science. It's prediction. Okay. So it's it's data modeling based on um, it's determining what factors matter in data when you have a variety of things that you know about people. So they used to use it in insurance to predict when people would die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
now it's when uh, they're using it to predict when people will click and buy and um, vote a certain way and that sort of thing. So it's it's used for a variety of things. Okay. Um, so so that, that's why, as you say, it's, it's, again, trying to figure out, predict what people's behavior is going to be. Which, again, Correct. is not something new. People have tried that forever. I mean, if you're trying to sell a car to someone, you'd love to predict their behavior so you can get them to buy your car. That's just how it works. So Yes. It's not, it's not um, an inexact science, though. It, it's a, it's a, it has an element of inexactness. There's always, um, there's always parts of it that are unknown, but okay. you can predict with relatively good accuracy based on enormous volumes of data. Okay. And, and yeah. um, we, we played this soundbite in the last hour. I did it yesterday um, about how Zuckerberg and his Facebook crew found out that Obama's campaign team basically created an app that uh, they encouraged people to download the app and on Facebook. It was like a Facebook Obama app, whatever it was. And yep. what it did was uh, collect people's information. Hey, download this. And not only did it collect their own information, it collected all of their friends' information, birth dates, everything, a lot of important things about them. So they basically yeah. took advantage of that and collected people's information that maybe – didn't want to give it to Obama, but it did anyway. So they, they estimate it could collect as much as 190 million um, people's information, which is incredible. Yeah. And and you're saying that from that, like everything has changed. It used to be stump speeches and everything else. Now it's not even as much stump speeches. It's it's that Obama and even Trump, right? They had rooms full of people that would constantly dig through this data to figure out who they can target to make sure they get them to go vote on election day, is that right? Yes, they built models that um, in the Obama for America campaign in 2012, they had an, a very extensive data science group that basically ran the election. Everything they did was based on data. Every contact they made, they did experiments to on small subsections of the population before rolling it out to the larger population. Um, they did a lot of things based on the data, and it was an aggregation of data. Facebook was one of the pieces of it, but there was uh, much more than just Facebook um, involved in the data that that was collected. So, um, you know, they just basically went in and and uh, with a lot of information about individual types of people, they clustered types of people they targeted ads based on when those type what kinds of shows those kinds of people if they had a demographic they were going after that they knew would be um easily persuaded from their algorithms they identified certain characteristics of people um <clears throat> then they would go and they would put ads out on specific shows so they were able to control where they um advertised to attract those particular types of voters, and then the other thing that was done, which I I had some kind you know some issue with, and I think they're looking into as far as some of the articles I'm reading is, um, you know, the app that Obama said was groundbreaking, which was using the network Facebook establishes, where you have a centralized person who is on board with the Obama message, who downloaded the app, like you said, mm-hmm. and then they trawled their extensive networks, and then they published Obama political information as if it was coming from that particular person when the message really was um, 
you know, a centralized campaign message. And, oh. and so, so, so if I, if I can understand this correctly, Sheila, uh, the Obama campaign would reach out to those people and say, you seem to be on board with what we want. Do you want to help get the president elected, so to speak, in a general way, right? Yes. And they then they downloaded say, yeah. the app, like you said. Okay. And, and, and then they, they, uh, they, they, they would just post. Would they post things automatically to that person's wall? Or would they give it to the person and have that person post it to their own Facebook wall? Um, so I, I'm not a Facebook employee, and I'm not in the campaign for... Um, Obama, from what I've read um, on Fox and and in um, there's other websites, Investors uh, Daily, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth, that have um, they seem to indicate that the the messages were sent out as though they were basically that person, and they ne- they I'm not sure if they actually hit a button that said I approve of this message and it was distributed or. If it just automatically got distributed along those networks, uh, I, 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 I'm sorry, I can't answer the question. Well, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, so, well, some of these things can yeah. be disguised as advertisements. So you look at shoes; it'll post a shoe post on your, uh, on uh, Facebook your wall, on or your Twitter, Facebook. one of those things. Yeah, yeah. You, you click, but on, it'll say promoted or it might say advertised. Mm, but you have to look closely to to see that. Provided but, but, by, but, but what yes. she's saying is that. This app just gave the information. They they figured. With, I'm 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 just curious because they said, all right, they targeted people that were like the influencers. Would that be like? I wonder if that would be Hollywood people. Would that be people with large no, followings? No, these are ordinary networks of people. So they have um, friend networks. So yeah. in studying this big, huge, enormous data dump that um, you know the the campaign. Uh, talked about that they had access to and and Facebook knew about they in studying those people they find what are called seed nodes they're um, individuals that um, it, they just tend to a message when it comes from that person just explodes and it, it cre- creates a cascade of add-on tweets from their followers so I tweet something you retweet it, you add comments to it, it begins a dialogue. It starts with an individual that is, they, they, they determined whose tweets were or whose um, posts, posts in Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And, and sorry, I'm a Twitter person. Uh, <laughs> but whose posts in, in Facebook generated the most um, reposts and the comments and so on and so forth. You can determine those things, and, it, and it's just, it's like a, um, the center of the spider web, and it just ripples outward, and and so they and, would and is, stimulate yeah. that center of, um, and these are ordinary people. Yeah, they just happen to be the people that you tend to get the news from, and they determined who those people were, and then they would um, use that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, as a way to get out. It so their, it's like a channel. It's like another TV station, or another radio station, another way to access people in that aspect, right? Um, yes. So, and I can, can you hang on for me? Because I have so much more I want to ask you about this, including, I mean, it, you sit back and say, did this really make that big of an influence to get Obama oh elected? Did it really? So I, I want to find out yeah. about that because, I mean, we're also told that, man, people just stayed home because they hated Romney. They didn't want Romney. So that, that's why Obama won. Um, <laughs> and, and you're yeah. laughing about it. I, I want to get your opinion on this. You're a numbers expert, not me. Hang on for me if you can. Okay, Sheila? Thank, yeah. Hang on for me. 721, we'll continue in five right here on KNST AM 790. Uh, Sheila, thank you for hanging with us. I appreciate that. 
Yeah, no problem. Um, so uh, let's continue. There's something that's interesting is that, um, and, and I want your take on this. Uh, again, we're talking about the 2012 election, the 2016 election, and I'm reading in some of the things that you sent me and other stuff that the, the Trump people kind of used Cambridge Analytica, but they thought that the the data from the RNC was more accurate, so they went with that instead of Cambridge Analytica to reach more people. Um, that's right. Right? Yes. So, they, yes, in the end, they dismissed uh, Cambridge Analytica, and they used the... Um, RNC data. Okay. So, listen, you know, am I just too sim- simple or simple-minded or simplistic? If I'm sitting back saying, you know, I thought Romney would win because I saw how obvious Obama was, how bad he was, and of course, I'm tapped in, you're tapped in, but not everybody is tapped in. Um, but maybe people, and I didn't realize this until after the election, how how Romney just didn't connect with people. And I think Obama connected with people. I think Trump connected with people. Romney was like a robot and did not connect with people, and people didn't trust him. Overall, you know, I read people saw him as a CEO that that would that would fire them, which is why they stayed home. Um, well, I think you're thinking very old school, like okay. in the past, but may have been how it how it was um, <clears throat> in 2012. It became very precise. It became identifying um, specific voters who were the easiest and most likely to be persuaded. Yeah to vote for Obama, they had models that were extraordinarily precise, and they went in and they went after those people. They modeled exactly how many people they needed to win specific areas and then overall win the state and then overall win the presidency. They, they targeted specific people, and they knew how many people they needed to, to go after to, to win the vote. And so they stimulated people that may not have been um, instead of going after the general populace with general messages, they went after specific people with very customized, tailored experiences for those people to get, because they knew they'd be easily persuaded. They actually had persuadability scores for, for individuals, and it, it was very, very, very exact. There was no, it was a recipe. We need this many people, and these are the people that are going to be the easiest to persuade towards our message and those are the people they went after that's where their money got spent and that's how he won wow so so let me ask you this you know that obama did that so the democrats knew about it hillary must have tried and failed miserably i'm assuming and and you were worried yesterday when you called on the show that republicans aren't doing this but they have to know about it are they not doing it now um you know, I'm I'm trying I, I think they did to during this election they they used uh data science uh for their for their campaign, but I I'm not privy to sure, yeah, what yeah. exactly they did and how they did it because I, I just have read like you things in the in the news where it talks about things that they did uh using the the data that they had in the R and C but I don't know the specifics of how they did it, but I know that they did use it this time. And, and there's this big, you know, oh, my God, you know, this whole thing with Cambridge Analytica, um, you know, procuring data from a researcher, which, you know, Trump paid Cambridge Analytica to provide assistance with um, his campaign. They had purchased this data from a secondary vendor. If you look... Um, this is this is there are massive troves of information um, that are gathered and are used by campaigns. Catalyst is the one that Obama used, and they have terabytes of data that they collect and they purchase from secondary vendors. 
the difference is, is with Obama, there was a lot more, hey, let's share and let's get this done. And, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Yahoo and all these different um, places that got together and, and let's elect our president. And, you know, with Trump, it was uh, not quite the same. I, I don't think the degree that you see, uh, you know, that happened during this campaign was anything like what, I, what I'm seeing and what I know of in the 2012 campaign. So, okay. So let me, let me really quick. I, that's why I just wonder, I mean, it was very quick that Trump, what, three months ago announced that he is running in 2020 and he named his web guy, um, as his campaign director. And I'm thinking maybe they realize they need to go with this kind of method to Absolutely win. Absolutely. They do. Right? Yeah. So that, I mean, that, it's like yeah. the movie Moneyball. If you've seen the movie Moneyball, I mean, it just, the, the game has changed the 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 methods are completely different and if if that is not used if that is not deployed there are there are move on organization that um you know the political action yeah, move on. Move on. Org. Yep, yep. uh they have people trained on the local level that have taken the data and the models that were used for obama and they've morphed it down to the local level and they're using that data science and predictive analytics to determine how many people do they need to turn out for a sheriff election, for a, you know, midterm election, for a whatever it is that they're going after. They know exactly how many people they need to go after, and they know exactly who it is they need to target to you know get what? those numbers I, in I, there. And can you hang on with me? I want to talk to you about that, because, again, you know, we, we keep talking about Facebook, too, and they're getting that information by just analyzing Facebook or paying some vendor to go onto Facebook and get all kinds of information using apps and algorithms. I want to talk about that, uh, if you don't mind, how it's going to happen, how it's going to impact on local stuff. And then, you know, how they were able to find people and knock on their door based on information they're putting online. Hang with me if you don't mind, okay? Can you, Sheila? Yes. All right, thank you very much. Don't sound too excited about it. No, we'll continue. 734, more coming back in five. Here's Fox. Can you talk tonight? Beer Club for Men. Mr. Ons, Oracle, and Rudis, so I'll be there from 5 to 7, but the extended happy hour is 4 to 8. Get there early, get a seat at the bar, on the patio, wherever you want. It's a great time. Let's continue with, uh, oh, I forgot. Ah, we'll skip the three things. Let's go to Sheila. I'm sorry. I'm, bra- I'm breaking protocol, but it's all right. Sheila, thank you yes. for hanging with me. I really do appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Are you having fun? Could you predict in your analysis with numbers you'd have fun this morning? No, I'm not, not being so tired. <laughs> I'm so doing I'm, finals, so I'm, I'm un- kind of tired. But. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm unpredictable. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> let me just ask you. This is kind of weird. Okay, so we have Facebook as the big thing where Obama gathered a, a lot of data, but it wasn't just Facebook. No. Wh- where else are people or else these organizations finding out information on people besides Facebook? Where's Facebook most of it or a lot of it? And I have a lot of questions here. And then once they get that, after you tell us where they get all the information about you and me, how do they find us to contact us and know where we live? Okay, so um, they did. They they used uh, big data banks like Catalyst, and there were other um, companies, but that was the biggest one. They gather information from Facebook groups, um, interest news feeds, Yahoo, Google, activism sites. Um, you know, where you go and you post your opinion on things, Twitter posts, pick chat. They, they, they aggregate huge, big, huge databases. Yeah. And, um, and so they basically just trawl all of that information and they, they discover certain things and they, 
group people by certain types of things like um, this this group from age A to B has environmental concerns with an income greater than 58000 a year. They have children. And then there's other ones that are sports fans and no children. And um, they categorized certain kinds of people, and they built models to understand what um, what is influential with those groups. And then they, um, they also contacted them in <clears throat> experiments using the phone to determine um, <clears throat> persuasion scores and, and assign those to particular types of people. And um, so they can hang they on a second, a hang of, on a second. They can sorry, actually figure, I'm sorry, they can actually figure out how persuadable people may be based on information that they share on social media and other places. Um, they actually did, uh, they did, a. Um, they made phone calls to people and uh, they, they communicated with them in a variety of ways. A, a small subsample, they, they did experiments that were controlled experiments and they, um, they contacted them and they determined a persuasion score um, based on how individual preferences changed over time. So um, they said this, and then um, maybe in a month from then they said this, and then in two months from then they said this. So they did these experiments, and they, um, they determined how, what, what types of people are most easily persuaded, and those are the people that they were targeting to, to get to turn out to vote. So it wasn't necessarily they weren't going after people that they knew were Republican and or likely to vote Republican or Democrat and likely to vote Democrat. They were targeting people that they knew, um, people that they knew were in populations, maybe swing voters or, um, you know, that sort of thing. And then they assigned persuasion scores to them and they they basically would use that and prioritize that based on specific issues, which, which types of things were those particular people interested in, what were their buzz issues, and those were the things that they would connect with them with. And how do they find them? How do they find their home address and they go knock on their door? Wouldn't people be freaked out about that? Um, I, well, I think part of what they did was, like I said, the, the, the network. They trawled yeah. and they, they, cons- they consumed almost the entire U.S. network on Facebook. So they, they, a lot of the messages that they would give to people, it wasn't just, it was door-to-door stuff, but it was also uh, using those seed node networks I was talking about to you earlier, the close friends and family, and they right. would stimulate that center node and get messages uh, rippling out. They would ask them, tell your own story, the, the, the people that were already on board, because they knew, they knew to an exact science how much information that they should distribute to certain kinds of people and when and, and regarding what. And it, it, was, um, it was very, very precise. It was very, um, it's disturbing because it's, it's artificial. It's very artificial. It's, it's, it's basically using things that in predictive analytics data science they use to persuade you to buy a shirt or a pair of shoes mm-hmm. that the ad pops up on your page. They're using that to get you to buy a political candidate. Exactly. And it's just, it's kind of creepy. I, I just, I thought it was creepy. So and I, and I, don't, I don't, I don't want to get to the, you know, I, I have so many more questions. I hope you can stay with me, but I also, I'm yeah. just curious. I mean, is the answer to all this stuff that everybody should just get off social media and stop putting personal information about themselves out there? 
will that stop this, or is it just too late for that? They'll they'll figure out how to reach I, I, us. I don't think it's going to stop it. I, I don't know that it's kind of like um, I think it's it's happening. I think what we need to make sure is that it's an equal level playing field. That it's not oh we're trying to get this particular candidate elected, so we're all going to bend over backwards and create these incredible models, and we're going to you know exhaust ourselves and do this thing that's just to to have him elected, which to me is like, I'm not really sure that, uh, you know, there's some investigations going on regarding this because they're not sure whether or not it was considered a contribution to a, um, a political campaign by virtue of having, you know, they knew, like you said earlier, that they were gaining access to, you know, the basic huge, much bigger network than the people that said, Yes, you can look at my data. They were looking at their friends and family and, you know, just trawling and they just sucked up almost everything. And, you know, having, having that be, um, in play in an election when not everyone has access to it and everyone is doing it is extraordinarily unfair. It's like, um, so in the future, I don't know that it's going to be any different. I just think that people need to be aware that it's in play and especially um, where it's going to be very um, powerful and concerning to me is when it gets down to local elections yeah. because so so much fewer voters come out for those elections. There, there's just the turnout isn't as great. They're like, oh, well, we got the president and everybody is all happy, and not as many people feel compelled to go out and vote for sheriff or vote for governor or vote for mayor or vote for school boards. And these are where, I mean, your show talks about it all the time, you know, different policies going on in Tucson and things that you don't like that are happening in school boards or in, in um, you know, you're always mm-hmm. talking about that. Well, the, the, the thing that, that's a, a real issue is when you have such small populations, they can run their models and say, well, if we get, you know, some small number of people to turn out, We'll we're going to win those yeah. positions, and we're going to we're going to amplify this across the country. And it's that's the that's the blue wave, or you know what they're talking about, where they're talking about, um, you know, having the liberal progressive agenda. This is what they're doing now. So you think that that's why they they think there's going to be a blue wave because they think they can get just enough people to come out and enough Republicans, since the Republicans don't do it as well as the Democrats, they won't have as many people show up in the midterms. That's what you're thinking. Exactly. They're okay. playing. Yes, exactly. And I and I'm like, you know, the only way that this is going to be countered is for for people that believe. And I'm not just saying Republican because you know, honestly, I I um I'm an independent, but there's no point in being one because there's never any candidates that actually win. Exactly. So, <laughs> I so, hear you. but I mean, I, I tend to be, you know. Not necessarily on the far right of of the GOP thing with the Tea Party and everything. I, although I don't knock them, I I I um I just identify more closely with with GOP on and conservatism. I'm 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 a constitutionalist, and and I believe the only way that we're going to um, retain we there is it's not like over with. They have a lot of control of the media, and the psychological advantage they have is to pump out there that the war is lost, you know, exactly. uh, we're going to win, yep. this whole thing's going to happen. What has to happen is every single person needs to become aware of what is happening and reach out in their communities 
to their pe- to, to people that are friends and you know there there has to be a dispelling of the notions there's a lot of things that are being said yeah oh, hang hang on about- for me I, I, I'm, can you hang on for me i got to take a quick time out i want you to hang with me it's not like you're doing anything else in life as i'm totally taking it over but we'll continue don't go anywhere please it's knst Let's go back with uh, Sheila. Sheila, I can't thank you enough, Sheila. She's a uh, data analyst checking out all kinds of uh, pre- we're predicting things by the numbers and data. And it's, it's, it's pretty much an exact science, isn't it, Sheila? Yes. Okay, well, that's I'm a nice. data scientist, yes. not a data analyst. But... So, again, should people be freaked out right now not using Facebook and Twitter? I'm just curious about that. Um, I think that the information is out there. I think that... You can't take it back. It's already happened. There's a lot of modeling that has already occurred that has already categorized people across the entire nation. You can't take it back. So let me me ask this, too. I I, I look at this as they're taking advantage. It's all politicians. Obama, the rest of them. Trump used a little bit of it, but relied on the RNC instead of Cambridge Analytica getting all the Facebook info. But it's almost like people are more trusting of information given to them by friends versus somebody on the radio or on a TV that, you know, because, because basically what's the difference between, you know, you watch Fox news and they got a person on the right, giving an opinion person on the left, giving the opinion. I think they're all full of crap, but you have the person on the right, giving the opinion and they want people on the right to believe that, but uh, they may be skeptical of it. But if they see a friend on Facebook, say the exact same thing, they'll be more apt to believe it. Is that where this all comes from? They're, yes, they're able to be persuaded more. Okay. You so know, you, you asked a question earlier, and I wanted to hit it real quick. Sure. You asked about whether or not they know specific things about specific people going to your door. Yes. And and they do. They they by trawling the Facebook network, they know specific individuals. They 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 took all the data and they categorized, like I said, when you have you're interested in sports and you're between this age and you have this income and you have kids or you don't have kids. They categorize people and then they specifically know each individual out there they have in that category, but it's a specific person. They trawl your wall and they find out they find out what your buzz issues are and that's how they connect with you. So that's what it's they do. Not- they find they find out your buzz issues, everything about you. You have kids and they send somebody that's relatable to you to knock on your door to start a conversation. Um well so there's there's many assets aspects of it. There's part which is the the social media reach, which is uh, you know basically the messages that come through social media. And then there is also ground troops walking door to door, and they know in certain neighborhoods they have a very low voter turnout. Um, this this neighborhood tends to have this characteristic of person in there, and so they send people out door to door, and they start collecting that information, and they follow up with you in real time. They they this information as they're talking to you, you're interested. They actually know it from your Facebook profile. Um, you're, you're concerned about health care issues or you're concerned about um, environmental issues or whatever. And as they're talking to you, they're gathering information and they enter it into a database and they follow up with you by email and they follow up with you by phone. And they, it's very personalized and it's very precise. If you, wa- if you subscribe to Move On, um, not because you want to know all about their organization or anything, but um, if you do, you see the exactness that they're using to persuade voters, which I I was saying to you earlier, they know exactly how many people they need to to show up at these um, midterm elections and the smaller elections, which is a much smaller sample than you have to get to turn out for the the presidential Mm -hmm. election. And they know the people that they can convince. Um, from 
exactness down to the person. What 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 are their buzz points? And they and they they give them. You know, they have transportation to to get the people out to the vote, and they do all kinds of very personalized things that I'm concerned we don't have the equivalent for to to counter. And you know, that's my passion is to get something like that going on for, the right for the Republicans. Yeah, for, okay. you know, well, Republican, independent people yeah. that voted for Trump. Yes, Because Trump it's voters. not just Republicans that exactly. voted for Trump. There's a lot of Democrats, yeah. former Democrats. My ex-husband is one. He's been a lifetime Democrat, and he voted for Trump. And that's why he's ex-husband. Um, so let me let me ask you this. There's a No, he voted for Trump. Oh, he voted for Trump. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but at least he's ex-husband that way. Anyway, okay, maybe you should get back. No, I'm just kidding. So, no, um, no, no. I got oh you, I got you. I'm not going to go there. So there's a story, there, there's an interview. I'm just curious about this, if this has anything to do with it. Uh, in 2013, Maxine Waters, Crazy Maxine, did an interview with Roland Martin. And mm-hmm. she, I don't know if she slipped by accident or what, but she talked about Obama's efforts at establishing a database that will have information about everything on every individual. He already did, is what she said. Yes. So they all know he about this and that He gathered aspect. that information. He has a massive database, the likes of which you will... You know, you can't believe the things. It's because they know all kinds of things. And during his presidency, he did something called opendata.gov, like all the government um, organizations created an open data. So their repositories are now out there and able to be absorbed by data scientists, Mm -hmm. not the least of which was his team, who was absorbing all this information about neighborhoods and, you know, just... Tons of things, census information, all the different data that was the open data was sucked in, along with all the social media data and everything else. And and those things generate models that are extremely precise. Now, let me ask and, you this. I mean, okay, because we're just running short on time. So you have those models. Did he give those models to Hillary to use? Did she not want them? Because how did Hillary lose if she had all this? Um. Well, I don't think they... <laughs> I think they didn't count on how many people were revolted by her that just really did not like her that felt like she so they, was they couldn't um, predict they couldn't predict that no I don't think they did I think they I don't think they they anticipated people rejecting her to the extent in which so many people did and or or or, or I guess maybe even getting on the Trump train in that aspect they had no idea and I, all I'm saying is that and I'm not saying predictive analytics is wrong I think there's a lot to it but I wonder if there's still an element to human beings to where they can be unpredictable in that aspect where, you know, all the polls showed Hillary winning except for like one or two. And the media is trying to tell us, like you said, and this is what I say well, every day. Bogus. You know, oh, yeah. Those polls were bogus. They weren't even based on reality. Yeah. But, you know, the prediction models, simulation models were accurate uh, to like a 0.2 percent to predict outcome of of the election it for obama in ohio point mm-hmm. four like not even one percent the inaccuracy was not even one percent in florida it was point four and they were one percent too cautious in colorado um they predicted 57.68 percent of the early ohio vote would go to obama and the actual was 57.16 so there were um very, very, very precise models that they're able to build. The thing that they didn't count on was two things. People were really sick of what was happening to our country, and uh, that wasn't in their algorithm, yes. And then there is an unpredictability aspect to this, uh, but in general I wouldn't count on it. They 
they know for a fact how many people are going to tend to show up in local elections. In you know, they they have this to such a precise degree that you can't count on such a massive thing that happened with with Hillary, which was twofold. One was Trump was. I mean, I have to tell you, that's why I voted for him is because everything I believed he was saying. And then I was like, yeah, right. He's just another policy. You know, and I sat there for a couple months debating to myself whether it was real and it was just some kind of hoax. And I, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. and then I finally said, you know what? Come hell or high water, this is what I believe in. And I'm going to put my faith out there one more time. And I, I clicked the vote for him. And I, you know, I mean, so I think it was, um, the messaging that he had, which really resonates with people, so all these rhinos that are, you know, attacking him are really attacking the people because mm-hmm. we listen to his message and that's what we believe in. And that's what I'm so, saying. Isn't that what got him elected then? So if there's someone that could speak very well, I guess Trump's the one. He didn't need a computer model. Trump somehow, maybe he's just one in a gazillion, but he got people to show up to go vote by himself. He did. You know? Yeah, he did. From I mean, like I'm telling you, my ex-husband and his family has been—they are die-hard Democrats, and they completely just lost them back. You know, during during the 2012 election is when they they lost them because they just, you know, the the message was gone. It was it, it had it had changed and become a very radical thing that they didn't believe in, mm. and you know the message that Trump was giving was more in line with what they believe and so he's more of a centrist in in that sense he's he's drawn people from all over the spectrum oh yeah because it's it's about the country now real, real quick and i really appreciate the time and sheila is a data scientist she predictive analysis am i saying that predictive analysis is that right i'm just a radio host is that right predictive analysis <laughs> predictive analytics but yeah analytics. It's, there it's you okay. go predictive analytics it's all okay. good <laughs> i can't get these things correct so um something that you sent me and i thought it was very interesting is that Facebook, on Facebook's own website, they actually had, in August 30th, 2012, a post. Facebook apps bring the power of friends to the political process. They yep. were advertising for politicians yep. to use Facebook, right? Yes. To get data. Yep. Yep. So they, and it was like, they basically invited any politician, come to our website and get as much data as you want from people. Now, were they charging politicians for that? Were they selling the data or what was going on there? Um, you know, I don't. I I I saw that information too, and I I'm not exactly sure. I'm I'm assuming that it would be to purchase the data. Well, yeah, okay. Um, I, I guess it's really just Facebook I don't developers. Know what the yeah. what the terms are? But they were uh, putting themselves out there along with a lot of these um, data science companies that were collecting the terabytes of data on everything under the sun. Um, you know, to the predictive analytics model for political campaigns, I mean, they're using it. Ted Cruz used it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's, there's, it is, it has changed. The, the, the um, ground rules have changed for everything. And it's all based on that. Just like Moneyball, you know, the, in sports, it's now, it's just how it is. It's how they're, how sports has, been changed. It's not going to go back into someone with a, a thumb in the air, you know, that they licked and they said, oh, well, I think the wind's blowing this way. I mean, to some extent, I think there are people that um, have to have that kind of knack and savvy and 
it's just a complement to it, but it is a very integral part of how things have changed in politics. And, you know, my big concern, because I am a conservative, my big concern is that people become aware of how precise they can anticipate a an election result and how much we have a gap in terms of getting out there, getting people that are volunteers to reach people that are conservatives and, and convincing them that they need to show up and, and cast a vote because otherwise elections will be lost. Well, I'm, and, hope, I'm hoping that Trump, since he named uh, his web guys as campaign director, they realize they got to do that. It's his party now. And that's what well, they're, what they're doing. Well, it's not 2020. No, but it's, it's after that, too. I'm talking about all these smaller elections oh, yeah, where, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you talk on your show a lot of times about sheriffs and, this, you know, I mean, all these different people that get elected that, you know, that we're not having people show up to say, no, we want this conservative in this place. Otherwise, you spend, you know, a year, two years, three yeah. years, four years complaining about the liberal policies that you can't stand that are happening in your city. And and this is a this is a pervasive web that is being rolled out across the country and if you don't want that web to be something that you have to complain against every day of your life, yeah. then you need to do address something. it by showing up and voting. <laughs> and I and I saw and I saw that uh, the, the big funding for this comes from George Soros is one of them. They pay. Yes. He pays for all this stuff, and there's not some big rich. Uh, Eighteen billion dollars. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, the Open Society Foundation, which is you know funding a lot of the you know Move On and you know all these different things with um, you know all the protests and the buses that bring people out and do all this stuff. All of that is being funded. Local elections are being funded. He's trying to change the um, you know the judiciary judiciaries, the judges that get um, in place all over the country. I mean, this is a, they are, they are working on a scale because during, you know, part of the IRS scandal and all that stuff is the funding of all these organizations and non-funding of conservative organizations. Well, the problem with that is they had a lot of time to mature and be trained in activism, grassroots stuff, all these things got put in place, and we had nothing equivalent on the conservative side. Except for Trump. And I'm concerned about that. <laughs> I know, I know, and that's not local. Last one for me, and, and we'll say there's not some rich billionaire Republican guy that's given up his money to do all this. It's, it's, it's just how the two different sides uh, compare. But last one, I looked at this Zuckerberg thing as, uh, on Capitol Hill two days as like a big dog and pony show. Because after talking to you and reading up about all this stuff, I'm thinking that these politicians really don't want anything to happen with Facebook because, and you tell me, I want your educated opinion on this. It seems to me they want the ability to go get all that information about people that is on Facebook and use it for their own political power to get reelected and influence. So why would they ever want to really ask hard questions of Zuckerberg and make his business more difficult? Am I right or am I right? Well, I think the two issues are separate. I think hmm. that, like we, like you asked me, um, will it ever go back to the past? And the answer to that is no. It's not ever going to be how it was before predictive analytics came into the picture. I think it's a given. All this data is being collected, and it's it's going. It's a given. It's the rules of engagement have changed. The second part 
of it is uh, whether or not what happened in 2012 for the presidential election was ethical and um, a level playing field for uh, both political parties. So, I mean, I think that that's my answer is that it's just two separate issues. One is I think there's a separate investigation going on. But do you think these politicians really want to do anything? Because they're just, if they do something to stop it, then they lose access to all kinds of information they could use for themselves, no? Well, to be honest with you, Garrett, I think uh, right now you probably know more than most of them knew when they were uh, sitting in the chambers talking. Not really? Not everybody, because clearly if you... In hindsight, if you went back and listened to all the different testimony, you'd, you'd see certain people were more aware than other people. But I think, by and large, most of them are completely unaware with what, what any of this is even about. And they weren't really prepared to ask the hard questions. And they, they needed to have, um, you know, much more um, enlightened people asking questions of him and being pointed and direct. And perhaps that, that has, they, you know, he's been giving testimony to my, to my knowledge and in a, um, investigation that's going on. And, and perhaps that those hard questions are being asked in that context. But I, I definitely agree with you that it was kind of like a show, you know, not really, it's like, you know, he, he spent his time teaching them about, Facebook and teaching them about stuff, which was, you know, you know, to some degree it was, it was, it was laughable because it, yep. it's not, uh, addressing the, 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 the significant concerns and, you know, making sure that, um, a secondary contractor doesn't sell their data gathered for research purposes, educational purposes to a big data bank. I mean, the question that should have been asked is, has, has any other company, to your knowledge, including the company you use, Catalyst, ever aggregated data that was acquired under one purpose? Have they ever bought data from, you know, in a similar fashion from from a, a sub subcontractor or whatever? And, I, you know, those kinds of questions didn't get asked, and they should have. Like, like you said, you know, Zuckerberg, and I, I, real, I know, real last one. Zuckerberg said he never, you know, 2009 interview, we would never sell people's information. Never, never, never. And I got one of your notes to go, how did he get, you know, how all of a sudden was he worth $6 billion? How did they make right. money if he didn't sell information? They don't sell, they sell ad space around the world for $6 billion. Really? You know, I know his stock value, but they had to be selling information. How was you, you making that much money in advertising on Facebook? I don't know. But I, I sent you a video where he mm -hmm. actually was talking to someone in the UK and saying he would never do that. Yeah, exactly. In the, the first yes. place, yep. he would never sell people that was their information they owned it and you know and then somewhere along the line um <clears throat> i think his model or his uh his decision about that radically changed and it became something that he realized he could be extraordinarily wealthy um selling mm -hmm. and you know people i think most people going on there never realized the extent at which i mean like if you go in and you pull out a copy of your data, you're going to find chats, phone calls. Yep. I mean, emails, you know, friends. It's just, it's crazy. But isn't the, it and really, really quick? Personal yeah. stuff they know about me and you yeah. that you, I mean, I don't, I can tell you most people would be 
like, no, I don't want them knowing all that stuff. So then, that's and then that's the thing, but it's their website, but shouldn't we then just not use it? We can't get mad at them. We just shouldn't use it anymore, right? Well, I don't. I personally, I mean, I have a really small little thing because I, some content on Facebook is you can't actually open unless you have an account and you're logged in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the only reason. I, I left years ago. I know. Because I feel like it is, it's disgusting, the the, the violation of my, um, I feel like it violates my right to privacy. And, you know, I think, sure, the solution for me was that um, yeah, no, may not it. be the solution for everybody. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Sheila, please stay in touch. You have Ryan's info, my info. Please stay in touch, okay? I appreciate all your expertise on this. Yeah, no problem, Garrett. It was, it was, it was fun talking to you this morning. Same here. Thank you. Be well. That's uh, Sheila. We'll continue on KNST.